Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. To tonight's Andrea K. Show, hashtag Monday Motivation. Oh, my. yeah, yeah, yeah. Our motivation today on this Monday is let's keep President Trump in the White House where he belongs, babies. He is back there tonight as we speak, having left Walter Reed Hospital for being treated over the weekend with coronavirus. We've got so much to talk about tonight, and we're glad to have you with us to share in this discussion as we count down. We are within 30 days of this presidential election and we desperately need as a nation for president trump to get reelected. in fact early voting has started here in san diego county 888-344-1170 if you would like to be part of the show we would love to hear from you anything that you've got it's always open phones with us we never say oh you got to answer this question or you got to weigh in on this and we never screen to make sure that we've got somebody that's going to say what we want them to say we just let you speak your mind here you know this show was really about you and what uh, my friends and family out there in social media and, on, and around the world, what's on your minds. 888-344-1170. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, follow me and friend me on Facebook. We are streaming live right now on Facebook at the Answer San Diego page. One of the things we're going to talk about tonight is pharmaceuticals. Yeah, that used to be like a clever, you know, elite name for, you know, street drugs. But now everybody's talking today about pharmaceuticals because oh, Friday night... We had Dr. Sebastian Gorka on to address some of the crazy conspiracy theories and hoaxes that were starting. And this weekend, it became all about the pharmaceuticals. So have no fear to set the record straight because the the conspiracies and the hoaxes are just continuing to amp up, even though President Trump was released today. So we have an actual doctor and pharmaceutical expert who's going to be here tonight to answer your questions in case you're still concerned about what all the crazy people are saying about the drugs that President Trump is on tonight. We've got that to talk about and more and the man who keeps it rolling here every night he keeps it straight up he's not on pharmaceuticals of any kind other than the iced coffee i brought in him tonight decaf by the way decaf by the way is my man it's dj potato skins we are going to keep on working we are going to keep on fighting and we are going to keep on winning 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 it will include and across the board dj potato skins decaf and Andrea may be my least favorite 
word in the English language. <laughs> not by choice, but, you know, I got a couple of screenings coming up, and I'm supposed to not have a lot of caffeine, so I'm not off the sauce for good, but uh, so right. thank you for the coffee. It's very nice. Well, you're very welcome, and thank you for all you do here. Um, I would have brought Pleasure. you... Yeah, I would have brought you in, like, uh, you know, some donuts and some naughty food, but uh, you're like me. You know, one of the things that we, we try to eat, we try to stay healthy, even though I eat my naughty foods. We focus on our immunities, and we, we, we want to do our part to, to stay as healthy as possible. I still uh, have my eyes out for those bacon cookies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to bring those in. The bacon-wrapped Oreos. I know some of y'all on Facebook are like, Andrew, really? Andrea? Yeah. Really. Oh, they look so good. Okay. Um, I don't think President Trump was eating bacon-wrapped Oreos this weekend, but he was taking care of his immune system, and he had some amazing help, help with that. Yeah, he is. He is back in the White House. Oh, you know, uh, there's so many theories that have been flying around. And of course, in a schizophrenic fashion by the left, they can't decide whether Trump is really dying and it's weakened at Bernie's as he's leaving Walter Reed Hospital and he's being propped up by some imaginary wires. I heard that. I was was just, I died, died laughing. They can't decide if he's really dying or if he faked the whole thing, as some people are saying, for the sympathy. Um, Either way, they're incredibly angry. They're incredibly angry. I put out the question on Twitter whether or not were the Democrats angrier that Trump didn't die because they hate him? Are they angrier that he didn't die because his survival of this at 74 years of age being I guess he's actually technically obese because I think to be obese, it really isn't that as much of a, a overweight as you would think. I think it's just 30 pounds. So he's technically obese, not morbidly obese, but technically considered obese and he's beating it. Okay, and for any of you people out there, we've got a pharmacist who's going to be on here to address whether or not people are like, look at these drugs he's taking. This man is sick. He's dying. They may be transporting him to the White House, but he's dying. Let me tell you, this is a success story and they're angry about it. They are incredibly. I say it's a twofer. I say they're mad because they legitimately wanted President Trump to die, which is sick, which is absolutely sick. Talk about being sick in the head. Breitbart had a meme that I shared on my Instagram today at Andrea Casho, by the way, that says I'm voting for the side that doesn't wish death on people simply because they they disagree with me on politics. I don't like Joe, but you know what? I you know I want him to just you know sit down and have a nice retirement. Well, yeah, for his own sake. You know, everybody's talking about these drugs that Trump is on this weekend and whether or not he's sick. I want to know what drug cocktails. In fact, Trump asked for it. He said he wanted a drug screening with Joe Biden before the debate last week, and Joe Biden wouldn't submit to it. We have really? no I did idea. Not hear that? Yeah, we have no idea what drug cocktail he's on. We know that the vice presidential debate is this week, and they've been playing a lot of clips from 2012. And let me tell you, I don't care who you are. You don't even have to be Obama's former doctor who said in an interview, Randy Jackson, that it is clear that he is suffering from cognitive decline and dementia. We have no idea. Trump is beating COVID. Biden can't even beat a teleprompter, okay? He, he, he didn't even know where he's at most of the time. And, and we've got a clip for you a little bit later. We're going to be, you know, play, be revisiting Joe Biden. He's got a town hall going on tonight. And, uh, you know, he is, he's not healthy. He's absolutely not healthy. So, um, so, one of the big controversies that came about this weekend was that he dared to take a ride. He, the, of course, you know, the uh, Walter Reed Hospital was surrounded by a Trump rally. Thousands of people, if not hundreds, hundreds of people, if not thousands. And guess what? One of the things that's, that's you know, striking is that, look, you have all the hundreds gathered as conservative and Trump supporters and nobody burned down a building. Nobody shot a cop. Nobody threw a cement milkshake on a cop. It was, it was actually peaceful. This is what it looks like, by the way. 
This is what a peaceful protest looks like. This is what a peaceful rally looks like, by the way. So Trump gets out. He wants to go say hi to them. And um, he gets in his armored vehicle with some Secret Service. And then suddenly, oh, my gosh, suddenly the left that has been burning down cities in this country because they hate law enforcement, because all law enforcement are, are systemically racist. Suddenly, we got to care about social We got to care. So Secret Service. This has been talked about all day. But you know what? I'm still going to say something here. Yeah, this, it's worth saying. It's worth saying because this aggravates me because there were. The reason one of the reasons why the media picked this up is because there were actually supposedly Secret Service people that went on other outlets and complained about it. And a lot of people didn't believe that the the Secret Service would do this because once again, just like FBI, it's got to be just a few people at the top. We can't have this this institution of the United States government that's in the tank, that's political, that's deep state. Let me tell you, when are you going to wake up? Of course, there's some Secret Service agents complaining about this. We know that 90 percent of the FBI have don't donated to Democrats or registered Democrats and voted for Hillary Clinton. You don't think the Secret Service is equally compromised and hasn't been indoctrinated into leftism by the left? I absolutely believe that there are Secret Service agents complaining about this. And, and you got to think about this for a moment. You sign on to be Secret Service and you're doing so. Your number one job is to take a bullet for the president of the United States. And you're going to complain about you can't take a virus with a 99% recovery rate? Part of the job description. That is the job description. So President Trump comes out today and says something that is just so magnificent that I think also bears repeating. He came out today and he made a statement. He said, I will be leaving the Great Wall to read Medical Center today, feeling really good. Don't be afraid of COVID. Don't let it dominate your life. We have developed under the Trump administration some really great drugs and knowledge. I feel better than I did 20 years ago. There's some video coming out of him out there tonight, breathing heavily. You know, listen, dude's sick. Dude's got a virus. Okay. So, of course, you know, I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've had to take steroids for lung infections. My, you know, and lung, lung, couple lung diseases I've had. I, you know, going back, um, you know, this is, does not mean that Trump has not beat COVID. Okay. And I'm, I'm glad at this point, I said on Friday, there's no way with the amount of time that this man has spent out at all these rallies and around all these people with without masks in the early stages because Fauci was telling people not to wear masks. So he was standing next to people like the president of Brazil who had it six months around countless people who had it. And it took this long for him to get it. And within three days, he's out of the hospital. And don't believe for a second that he would be if he was gravely ill, he would be standing on the steps outside of Walter Reed and transported back to the White House. It would not be happening. If he was as sick as other people with COVID, he'd be in the hospital on a ventilator. They would not have released him. But what he said about fear is so crucial here. In fact, this is the biggest part of the story. Hey, people, you really need to let this sink in. This is the big This is the big picture. This really is because the left has used. They're angry today about this because the success of a, him at 74, obese, having it be a three-day event, having taken a drug cocktail early on, which is the key. That's why a lot of hydroxychloroquine you know, testing didn't work early because they were waiting too late and pumping people too He's talking about not having fear. They want us to be in our homes thinking that this is why they went from uh, flatten the curve and hospitalization rates and mortality rate to case rates because they want you to believe that the very, the very, you know, act of testing positive for it is a death sentence. And he has proven it wrong. He's telling you to live your life. 
And in the course of that, in the course of him proving it, because see, before they could say, well, he hasn't had it. Who was he to tell somebody not to fear it? Who was he to tell people that they should go about and live their life? Well, now he can tell you because he's somebody who's lived and recovered from it. He's a leader of the free world. The United States is a system based on freedom. Our Constitution protects our right of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And you do not have. Your constitutional rights have been yanked out from under you under the guise of mask mandates and six-foot distancing under the notion that we are no longer a Christian, a country based on Judeo-Christian values where we put our belief in God. No, now we're supposed to be so fearful of catching a virus that we're going to be in our homes letting government take the place of God, promising to protect us from catching a virus— and being willing to give up any aspect of, of pursuing our own happiness until government comes in and tells us we're allowed to. That is everything that this country is, it, it, that goes against everything that this country was about. I think it's past time for Trump to talk about removing the fear from society because we've got to, we, and, and the American people today that are still refusing to accept it are the same people that um, the, these are the people that are saying he couldn't have had it. It's got to be a hoax because they don't want to believe that you can get coronavirus and not die from it. These are the same people that because they were told for three years by CNN that Trump was a Russian operative, that even though Mueller had to come out and admit that there was no evidence, even after three years, even though he knew it day one, they still believe that he was. We have got to somehow get the American people to stop to get the real disease that has taken root in this country and is killing Americans is fear of coronavirus. And if they don't stand up, Andrea, what I believe, it'll be America, but it'll be the communist states of America. It, exactly. What do we have going on right now in New York City? Threats of, of of going back and shutting down even more, even though they've already destroyed the city. And they can't take it. And they can't take it. They're done. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to get a medical perspective on this, particularly as it relates to the to the pharmaceutical end, because this is key as well, because this has to do with treatment, which has to do with fear and um, as well as to dispel some of the conspiracies going on out there. So stay tuned. We're Andrea K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrew K. Show, 888-344-1170. Got lots of uh, breaking news out of California that will disturb everybody, and not just Californians. We're going to get to a little bit later in the show. Uh, 888-344-1170. If you want to chime in on that, we're also going to be talking about how uh, voting began, early voting began today on a day in which there uh, seems to be some shocking uh, new regulations that have come out from the Secretary of State in California uh, that just really just makes the uh, voting fraud opportunities endless here. So we got lots to talk about uh, later on in the show. But now we're going to continue the discussion about President Trump, his coronavirus experience this weekend at Walter Reed, the hysteria around the drugs that he was taking. I'm not a pharmacist, even though I will uh, tell you that I spent a few years as a pharmacist assistant at uh, Fasulo Drugs in Slidell, Louisiana. Love working in pharmacies and love pharmacists, and, and I'm excited to have this one with me. His name is Dr. Salvatore Giorgiani. I hope I pronounced that right. And uh, doc, he is... Um, 
a senior science advisor to Men's Health Network, and he's past chair, chair emeritus of the American Public Health Association, former, uh, former alumni association board member of the Columbia University School of Public Health. I think he's qualified uh, to talk about this controversy surrounding uh, the medical treatments today. Hi, Dr. Sal. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Good evening. Thanks for having me on the show, Andrea. Okay, so um, I think the big the big controversy today was around a steroid called dexamethasone, and um, some of the comments uh, immediately that came out. Um, New York Times said use of dexamethasone to treat Trump suggests severe COVID nineteen. Um, that it, many of measures cited, this is quoting New York Times, that it's reserved for patients severely affected. Um, uh, L.A. Times, experts have said previously that a decision to put Trump on the drug would be a major development, uh, that it's a clear signal his illness is a serious one, on and on and on. Um, but then a pharmacist on Twitter came out and said, look, he said, uh, it's not an unusual dr- drug. You're not a doctor because you read an article. You're not on Trump's medical team because you retweeted a journalist from Vox. Just breathe and live your life and wait like the rest of us on some good news. So, Dr. Sal, who's right and who's wrong here on this dexamethasone uh, controversy? Well, I tend to come down on the side of science. I think it's kind of ironic, Andrea, that the media that constantly says follow the science, believe the scientists, we take the lead from the scientists. Just want to come up with their own narrative. Absolutely, dexamethasone is a drug that is very commonly used for stabilization of pulmonary conditions. It's been used that way for many, many, many years. Uh, and uh, the fact that is different in this case is because we're learning so much about how to treat this condition early on so the patient does not go into a uh, a very difficult situation. And just as with every medical condition, whether it's high blood pressure, diabetes, hepatitis, HIV, uh, COVID-19, if you treat it adequately and aggressively enough early on, the outcome will almost always be better. So, yes, in the past we have seen uh, dexamethasone, which helps stabilize the tissue so that they don't fill with fluid in the lungs has been given later on when you see lung fluid development. However, there is no reason not to give it before you see that happen. So in other words, it's being used in this case as a preventative. So when we sit down as scientists and medical professionals, uh, pharmacist professionals, and review the Trump protocol case, as I'm sure it's going to be called, we're going to learn an awful lot about how to treat a person with his characteristics, which uh, actually is many, many, many people uh, in a very aggressive and early uh, way to forestall development of the of symptoms. Dr. Sal, you know, when I see all this, I, I get that we're in election time and people want to win an election, but we're talking about the hearts and the minds of Americans and fear-mongering in, in such a way that is insidious to me. I mean, to the point to where they they don't care whether or not what they're doing to the minds of Americans. We have, we have every reason. Here we've got a 74-year-old who's obese, who's in the high-risk category, and he's successfully treated. And instead of, instead of applauding, hey, here's, here's a treatment protocol that, that 
you know, uh, might work for millions of Americans who get this. They got they got to freak people out about it. I mean, one of the things they're talking about today is that there there could be uh, mood swings as a result from it. And I was flashing back to the first time I took a steroid medication for an upper respiratory infection I had that wouldn't go away for weeks. And I and I had trouble breathing. I was in New Orleans at a time around people were still smoking a lot. And that was probably the problem. But I can remember unfolding this long list of potential side effects, one of which was psychosis. And I remember Dr. Weiss was like, you ain't got to worry about that. Let me tell you, you need to take you, you need to take this drug. It was the first time I had ever taken steroids. What do you have to tell people about this whole thing? Because now, now they're trying to make it be about he's unfit. He needs to transfer power because this dexamethasone, these steroids can cause severe mood swings and psychosis. It's more fear mongering, Andrea. When I have patients that are on clinical steroids for pulmonary conditions, just as we described, uh, they usually use it in tablets, but very high doses. I tell them, look, you're probably not going to be able to sleep tonight, uh, so mm-hmm. watch a good movie, watch a few, you know, things on Netflix or something, and get some books, and then have a plan. But, you know, it very rarely causes psychosis. Almost every medication has a whole slew of extremely rare side effects that happen in Less than one percent of the of mm-hmm. the patients. So yeah, it does jazz you up, but not normally to the point of psychosis. So we didn't see that here again. I think it's fear mongering. And yes, they want to make political points and they want to talk about competence to uh, be in a position of president of the United States. But what they're also doing, Andrea, is they're putting fear into, as you very astutely pointed out millions of other people who may need and be saved, be saved from a serious pulmonary problem because they are now reluctant to take, uh, have Decadra, uh, dexamethasone uh, injected. So it, it is a very big disservice, uh, just to score trivial and essentially meaningless. Mm-hmm. None of this meaningless uh, political points. So none of this happened at all. Well, I'm glad you were here to set the record straight. One of the things I thought of, and because just in my like weird sense of humor, when they were talking about mood swings, making you unfit for office, I was like, well, then how could you have a woman serve office? Especially if you've got groups of women, if you know what I mean. Listen, I lived in a sorority house. I know what happens when you got a whole bunch of girls together. <laughs> and, they, and things and cycles kind of line up and everybody is all like crazy, insane, cranky all at the same time. So let's not start talking about who's fit for office based upon mood swings. That's that's my say. That's my my say on that, Doctor Sal. I'll, I'll take a pass on commenting on that. <laughs> um, one other question I have about this dexamethasone because you know initially there were all these doctors talking about hydroxychloroquine, then it's shifted to resdemivir, and which was very expensive compared to hydroxychloroquine. Where does this dexamethasone fit in in terms of supply and cost? Uh, it's vastly abundant. It's a, it's a very, as the other pharmacist uh, that you quoted earlier on, it's been around for a very long time. It's available generically. It's abundant. Uh, and I don't, I didn't look up the cost, but my guesstimate is that it's well in the ballpark of a normal course of therapy. So I don't know what it is, but it's not one of these super biologics. The, the Trump protocol in and of itself which included several different drugs, mm-hmm. including things like melatonin uh, and zinc. 
uh, you know, is, is a very good thing that we need to study to learn, again, how to take care of patients early on so they don't get into trouble. And you know what? If they do get into trouble uh, and they're in that category of 70-plus, uh, it, it could be a very severe problem. So I mm-hmm. think we have to look at this from the standpoint of what's the value of the life, of a life, uh, versus what is the value of uh, the medications per se. Um, anything you want to share with us about, do, do you have any expertise in the area of masks? In the area of masks, yeah. Uh, people need to be very careful where they get masks. I saw an FDA alert that about 95%, according to the FDA, of the so-called N95 masks that are being sold primarily from China, ironically enough, Andrea, are subpar. So wherever you get your masks, your medicines, Men's Health Network is very cautious about advising guys to get medicines from uh, validated sources uh, so that they're not having some toxic substance slipped in there. Mm. Same thing goes for personal protective equipment. Buy good masks. Generally speaking, a surgical mask, a, a paper surgical mask, which actually is three layers of uh, material uh, to construct it, which is why it works, is very, very good. These little stocking sorts of things that uh, look like the Prito Prendito, you know, put them over your face, those just don't give you much protection. Mm-hmm. Because if you can see through the material, of course a virus is going to be able to get in and out uh, of that material. So be careful about what type of mask you get if you don't know. Go to your local surgical supply place, your local pharmacy, and ask the pharmacist there. They'll know. They'll be able to help you. uh, And uh, they'll be able to give you good advice as to what is appropriate quality and appropriate type for your circumstance. Well, Dr. Sal, thank you again so much for being here. Uh, The website is menshealthnetwork.org. Facebook is Men's Health Network. And Twitter is at Men's HLTH Network. Thank you so much for being here, Dr. Sal. Thank you very much for having me on. Anytime I can be a help, let me know. We will definitely have you back. All right, now y'all stay tuned. We got more coming up. We got uh, more updates on uh, the shutdowns here in uh, Gavin Newsom, as well as other crazy California stories that affect everybody, by the way. So come on back. More Andrea K. Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K A Y E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K. on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Before the break, we were talking to a pharmacist, Dr. Sal, about uh, President Trump and you know, his coronavirus and treatment and the success of it at 74 with, you know, a, a one morbidity, which is being technically obese and how he's telling people not to fear. They have successfully used fear to completely change our culture, to completely seize control of every aspect, mo- uh, most importantly, to seize control of our economy. And as I'm looking up, I'm seeing breaking news that Regal Cinemas have shut down. They're not going to reopen, DJ uh, Potato Skins. They, they can't take it anymore. Even like uh, you and I were talking before the show, and I've been a handful of times because I love the movies since uh, you know they've come back. And they've done such a good job, the government has, uh, the, the, mostly here in California with the just the, the fear mongering. There's almost nobody there. Maybe at most one time I went, there was four people. 
On top and of the, well, yeah. they, they can't do it. On top of the fact that the entertainment industry was shut down. So it's like it takes about at least a year, depending on, you know, how major the production is and whether or not there's stunts and all kinds of, sure. you know, how big the, of, of a movie it is and the budget. It can take anywhere from a year to a year and a half to bring a movie to to the theaters. And so right now, you know, these are what new movies would would uh, have been in the middle of post-production at the time of the shutdown. And I think and this the- is another reason why, especially if we ever get to the point where we can just have a full-blown open, President Trump needs to come out and just say, hey, you know what? Let, we just got to get back to business, and you guys don't don't be afraid. You know, like he just said on Twitter, live your life. We have to live our life. We should have never shut down. They used phony models to do it. We are what seven months out from uh, fourteen days to flatten the curve. And what are we hearing from Gavin Newsom today? We are hearing, oh, the dec- hospital hospitalization rates are down thirteen percent. Last week they were down twenty percent. You know, it's bad news today because get this. You know what he says is bad news today? That hospitalization rates are flat. That we have flat now, flat now. The curve being flattened is bad news. That's bad. This is the extent to which they are going to justify continued control over our businesses. I know that I have spoken out so much against the entertainment industry for the way that they've just been completely politicized every aspect of it, from movies to commercials to TV shows and cartoons, etc. But it's still uh, what I care about is the investors, the people, the uh, the seniors right now who have their who have their retirement accounts. In uh, part of their retirement accounts in these industries, in these in these movie theaters, I care about the kids and the employees that are losing their jobs. I care about the suppliers of the food and of and of the forks and the napkins. And you think about all the different all the different tentacles in the areas of our economy that are being destroyed right now. And we have this corrupt, decrepit clump a lat cat litter at a town hall tonight talking about how it's patriotic to wear masks and he wants more shutdowns. They're talking about going back and doing more shutdowns in New York City. We cannot have this. We cannot have this. And then on top of it, we've got Gavin Newsom. In addition to the shutdowns we have right now, then he comes out, what's making national news, is he signed a law last week, signed into law an executive order that uh, it aimed at, quote, compelling public corporations. No, it's not compelling co- public co- corporations that are headquartered in California to appoint minority or LBGT directors. It's forcing them to or face a penalty. This is communism. Uh, this uh, latest thing from Newsom mirrors legislation signed by Jerry Brown in 2018 that lost in the courts that required California-based corporations to appoint women to their board of directors. Uh, the new law is Assembly Bill 979, and it directs corporations to appoint leaders from, quote, underrepresented communities defined as people who identify as black, Latino, Native American, Asian American, da 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 Maybe, I guess, you know, white people, you just need to identify as black. Do a Rachel Dolezal, because what this is is systemic racism against white people it also goes on to talk about um appointing people who self-identify as gay lesbian bisexual or transgender you have to at least have one director from an underrepresented community by the end of 2021 uh additionally corporations with more than four directors but fewer than nine would require a minimum of two diverse directors a corporation with nine or more directors must have at least three directors from an underrepresented community by 2022 Two, uh, the fines are between a hundred thousand and three hundred thousand dollars. 
time to get that recall uh, into full gear. Yeah, this is communism. This is this this is what coronavirus was all about. You have a, a you literally have a power mad dictator in Sacramento that is using every a- opportunity possible. D- don't tell me that this isn't communism. Oh, if you read the man- Communist Manifesto, it's about owning the means of production. You own the means of production when you control the means of production. You don't have to have the pink slip. If I've got somebody's car in my driveway and I've got the keys to it and I'm driving it all day and the owner's name's on the pink slip doesn't have access to the car, who owns that car? This is this is a communist seizure. This is no different than what went on in Venezuela. It is systemic racism. It's racist against white people. It's racist against those of us who understand science and know that it doesn't matter how what you cut off or what you shove inside your body. You are always you will be now. You always were and you always will be whatever sex you were genetically, biologically at the time of your birth, at the time of your conception. It is what it is. We've got another aspect of that. So this is so this is you know discriminatory discrimination. Let's come out and say it. What right does he have? None. He has no right under law. It would be unconstitutional if it would be unconstitutional if the legislature the legislators did this. Instead, we've got a, a governor do this. Yes, you must run, run to sign the petition to recall Gavin Newsom. It gets even worse. He also signed a bill to fund the sterilization of trans treatments for minors and adults. So not only are we going to use this bill funds, uh, you know, uh, just to backtrack, just to remind everybody, the left is hysterical today that a 74 year old used, quote, experimental drugs to treat his own coronavirus. They had to deny you as an adult the opportunity to try hydroxychloroquine, remember, for COVID. But AB 2218 will allow for doctors paid for by you as the taxpayer to permanently mutilate and destroy a child's body under the guise of transgenderism. I don't have time to get into all of it, but there were there were hearings about this testifying uh, against AB 2218 in committee was a Dr. Quentin Van Meter, who's a board certified pediatric endocrinologist and an adjunct professor of pediatrics uh, at multiple places for 44 years says, and listen closely, you people hashtagging science. One sex is concrete and immutable can never be changed. He also he also talked about studies about children who were treated uh, for gender confusion. They have significant mental health issues. Um, he goes on to say that uh, it causes permanent sterility. You parents out there who you think, oh, my child at three, uh, you know, no, no three year old, no four year old, no five year old, no 13 year old, no 14 year old. You get to be you get to be an adult and you want to live your life as Jane from Joe. You go ahead as an adult as long as you pay for it. And I'll even call you Jane, but I'm not going to tell you that you're a woman. I'm not going to do that. I'll call you Jane just like I would if you were Joe and changed your name to Anthony. You change your name, I'll call you by that name. But no, I'm not going And to, to we don't allow children to decide what they're going to eat. We don't allow them to drive cars. We don't allow them to drink alcohol. But we're going to let a four-year-old decide to permanently mutilate their bodies. This is child abuse of the worst possible kind, paid for by the taxpayers. I beg you. To sign the petition to recall Gavin Newsom. You and it's think- good news. I like that you told me when you were out in front of a Walmart, you saw a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I did. And let me tell you, you can't tell how somebody's dressed, whether or not they're a Republican or a Democrat. But we know 
just by the numbers in San Diego, that at least half the people that were signing these petitions were Democrats, just by the just by the numbers alone. And it gets even worse, though, here in California. I'm on, I, we've got a trifecta of bad news going on with Gavin Newsom, uh, California. Call her hang Diego's. tight. We are going to get you after the break. Promise. Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, California became the first state to officially consider reparations for slavery. Reparations for slavery. Can you tell me where in California? Was there a history of slavery here in California? Do we have that happening here? I'm thinking and I... Show me. No, was there I a plantation? Yeah. Was there, <laughs> where was that happening here? Unless I missed what something, is, Andrea. What is, the, what is the population percentage here of anybody whose family was owned by slaves? And, how, and t- what percentage of the population here is responsible for that? You dig up the bones of my ancestors that owned a slave, and then you show me a DNA testing of somebody. And, th- and even then you got to convince me, what's that got to do with me? Because I wasn't the one yeah, that did it. Yeah, even then. That was then. This is now. Why yeah. not them? Because I can dig up some bones of some people who did me wrong and ask for some reparations. I'm going to take a break. And we come back. We promise you, caller, we're going to get to you. I think we've got a caller who actually had COVID with comorbidities and wants to tell his story. So y'all stay tuned. I'm Andrea K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, dynamite and address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. We're going to get right into our caller who's been waiting patiently. It's Joel, and he's on the line. He actually has his own personal story to tell about COVID. Because, you know, people are still asking, hey, anybody know anybody who's got the COVID? Well, Joel's had it, and he's here to tell us about it. Hi, Joel. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Thanks, Andrea. I met you at the Election Central. I'm the tall uh, handsome black guy that you spoke to at Golden Hall. <laughs> I wouldn't, well, yeah, I remember you. You don't sound like you had the Rona. Well, that's why I'm calling. I got Rona at the end of June. My son, who I live with, my two daughters and grandchild. Do you hear me? Wow. Okay. I had the fever, the chills, loss of smell, and extreme fatigue. And then about three or four days later, I started coughing. So my son said, that happened to me. You might want to check it out. So I went to Sharp. Sharp had a great setup, big tent outside. They were very nice to me. Now I found out why, because they're getting $40,000 to treat me. Mm-hmm. They, didn't, they didn't care that I didn't have insurance. Do you hear me? Really? They gave me the royal treatment. Okay, and they then. checked me and said, they said, you have pneumonia, too. In addition to in addition to COVID, yes. And the doctor told me he said that's what's killing most people is pneumonia. Okay, it's a it's about the lungs. That's why they treated him with the 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 prednisone. Yeah, yeah. So here's the deal: I have diabetes, I have high blood pressure, and I'm a cancer survivor. Oh my gosh. You don't. You, and by the way, I've met Joel. He don't look like he's got any of that. By the way. Okay. Right now, let me tell you something. The doctor checked me. They did not put me in the hospital. They sent me home with no medicine. He said, "Well, we checked your oxygen level. Your oxygen level is ninety nine. So uh, he said it will resolve in a few days. Do you hear me? Wow. Nothing given to me." 
And guess what? It actually resolved in a few days. And how, what about the rest of your family? They're fine. Nothing happened. Wow. But let me tell you something. The whole people don't want to accept this fact, and that is fate. Because there's plenty. I've lost many people around the country. I'm I'm a pastor, so I've mm. I've pastored many people around the country. So I know them. I know their stories. Thirty-year-olds, forty-year-olds, a father and a son passed within a week of each other. My child's godfather. His son. Let me tell you something. There's no rhyme or reason. It's fate. Yes. And Pete, and that's why they want to get excited about mass because they want to point to something as a cure. And the fact is, the mass is not the cure all for this. But they want so that they can say we've got control over this, and they don't want to accept fate is involved with this just like it is with every aspect of our lives unless it's suicide we don't control our time and we have to live our lives now we don't and and potato skins and i've talked about this before i mean we try to use common sense and we don't put ourselves and you know we we try to you know make good decisions and good choices but we we don't we get on airplanes we get in cars and you know what we leave it up to the good lord and how many people were like gosh i that plane that crashed i was supposed to be on that flight you know what something happened and i didn't get on it because you know what it wasn't their day to die so much about this mask is about um, putting your 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 life and your future and your hope and your trust in in man and in the state and in government versus God, and that's what you know um, is is so much behind this. They want us to replace God with state. Final thoughts, Joel. Let me tell you something. Man has, from the beginning of time, always tried to escape the inevitable. When they built the Tower of Babel. It was to get around a flood ever happening again. And global warming is man's way of saying, well, I heard in the Bible that he's going to burn this earth with fire. Well, guess what? We're going to have global warming. We're going to escape it. The, the issue is fate. I, I practice it. I wear the mask. But ultimately, my trust is not in the mask. I have all the comorbidities. Mm-hmm. And I did not get anything to treat it. Wow. And I'm here. Everybody, they're going to say I'm anecdotal. Guess what? Everybody's story is <laughs> the anecdotal. The whole thing is anecdotal. You hear me? It's all <laughs> anecdotal. <laughs> well, Joel, we, we God bless you. Thank you for calling in tonight. And we're so happy that you're still with us. And uh, you, stay, you stay a friend of the show. I'm there. Love your call, Thank Joel. You. Really, Thank really you. appreciate Thank it. You Thank you, Joel. All right. Um, do we have time to wrap things up with a little funny soundbite from today? Oh, we most certainly have time. Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, uh, how, I don't even know how to tee this up. We got this town hall tonight with Joe Biden, and it's more attacking Trump. And all the left is all upset because Lester Holt dared to ask Biden why he, whether or not he, he had the temperament to be president if he called Trump a clown. He didn't ask about this. Play this. Geez, the reason I was able to stay sequestered in my home is because some black woman was able to stack the grocery shelf. <laughs> yep, Joe said that. He, if y'all didn't hear it clearly, he said the reason why I'm able to... Geez, geez, the reason I was able to stay sequestered in my home is because some black woman was able to stack the grocery shelf. <laughs> I mean, how many times does he have to show his racism? When somebody shows you who they are, believe them. 
What a way to end the show tonight. Thank you, Joe, for the laughs. We'll be right back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Love you all.